verbal mixed martial arts. Martial arts. Step steady with technique that I am first class. Hi, this is Rebel Reed uh, for the MMA Plus podcast. I'm here with the promoter of Ronin. Um, some of you may know him, uh, Jeremy Bailey. How are you, Jeremy? I'm very well. Thanks for uh, taking the time out today. No problem. You know, I'm sure we're going to touch upon your past. You know, for for us old school uh, uh, fight fans, um, some of you may know Jeremy from Cage Rage days, Bama, etc. But we're going to talk about, first off, about his upcoming event, uh, Ronin, which is taking place at the Indigo 2 on Sunday, July 15th? 17th. So, sorry, 17th even. Um, and it's going to be, you know, form part of the uh, Combat and Strength show, you know, their amazing weekend that's going to take place. And it's also going to consist of other amazing events. But, you know, this is the stand-up side of things, you know. Uh, there's a little bit for everyone, uh, regardless of what you like. As a fight fan, you know, you've got uh, grappling, MMA, and we've got some stand-up too. And, you know, Ronin's going to cap off, which which I think will, will be an amazing weekend for martial arts fans and, you know, just casual fans and the like. So, uh, Jeremy, you know, first off, uh, let's go back to the beginning for people who don't know. How did the whole concept of Ronin begin? How did it start? Uh, for me, Ronin is, um, I, I drew so many parallels to previous and past experiences for myself. So Ronin, as some of you uh, may know, is uh, it's a Japanese word. Uh, and so literally it means masterless warrior. Um, uh, for me, uh, the way I looked at it, there was so much politics going on in the industry and the shows. And if your face didn't fit or you left one camp or whatever, you were almost blacklisted. Um, and I felt that there was a niche market there to, to get fighters involved that want to fight, that train, are serious, are professional, um, and just kind of get blackballed from certain circles. Because it happens, and we all know it happens, it's just that people don't talk about it. So um, there's a lot of great talent out there. And, and I thought, if I could tap into that talent pool, then I had something. And it just resonated with me so much, as I said, with things that I've had gone in my past that, you know, I don't, I don't have that person that I have to you know, take orders from, um, but yet I'm, I'm still wanting to pursue what I want to pursue. So it, for me, it just fits perfectly. Brilliant. You know, um, you kind of spoken about your experience as a, as a fighter, you know, for those again who listen, who don't know, we're speaking to a bit of a, we're calling him a legend, you know, without blowing too much smoke off his ass. You know, uh, Jeremy, bad boy Bailey, kind of take us about your, take us through your experiences as a fighter. You know, you kind of talked about some of the politics, maybe briefly touch upon that, about some of the things you've experienced and how you're now using those experienced as part of the the main man at Ronin. Yeah, I think, um, just so we said it straight there, I'm in no way a legend before uh, before anyone else starts. Um, I've been around a long time um, in this scene. I started off... Uh, Originally in, in the judo, uh, when I was like five, uh, but probably more known through my kickboxing. Um, I was predominantly always a striker, and that was my first love, and, and always will remain to be that way. Um, I then went into the MMA. Uh, when I first started, it was Valetudo, obviously the Portuguese for anything goes. Uh, we weren't wearing gloves, we weren't in a ring, we were on mats, um, and it was very, very much different. Um, and then obviously uh, it, it evolved and it grew into a sport that we all love to watch and, and take part in. Um, 
And I think for me, that's when it started to evolve, different promoters were, were springing up. Some were here for the long run, some aren't, some were in it for himself, hence why they're no longer promoting shows. Um, and I think with that, that's where it all started because people decided that they could cash in on it, which there's no harm in doing that. It's a business. You, if you're promoting and you, 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 know, you sacrifice your family life, your personal life, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to earn money. But I'm very upfront about it. Yes, I love this sport uh, and the MMA and, and, and the kickboxing, but I don't love it enough to do it for free. You've got to keep it real. Um, it, however, what I will say is if I eat, you can all eat as well. There's enough scope in it for all of us. Um, so for me, I wanted to start something that had the best of both worlds. It had the glitz and the glam of the MMA that, that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of. You know, some of the shows, you know, Cage Rage, Bama, places like that, that I fought on, that I felt I was treated well. Even going back to uh, the Ring of Truth, Lee Hasdall's, uh, where I first started off in, in, in Milton Keynes. Um, for me, I wanted to bring some of that mystique to the kickboxing world. And if I could combine the two, that aligned with, as I said, some of the people that I felt probably got a harsher deal because their face didn't fit or through politics, then uh, I think I've got a winning formula. I think I'm onto something here. And I'm fortunate enough to know, obviously, people uh, like, like Joe and Paul from, from Fighters Inc. Um, and, you know, they've got a wealth of knowledge. I try to wrap myself around the right people, stay humble, do the right things. And, and it really does come around. And I've, I've had so much help from these guys. I think with them, with their knowledge, with my energy and the drive that we've all got, I can't fail. So do you think the glitz and glam that you just mentioned, along with your experience, is one of the things that will set you apart from other uh, stand-up promotions? Because, you know, I feel there is a bit of a movement starting now where promoters are realizing that it's more than just quality fights which we all love the purists love a great fight and they'll go and watch a great fight in a barn but they realize that the entertainment the glitz and glamour is part of it do you feel like i said that is what will potentially set you apart from i think uh if to answer that question answer it in two two ways first and foremost i i know that my promotion has already been set apart from the others um, and I don't mean that in a cocky way. I mean that in that if I ask you to fight, it's because I like what you bring to the table. Um, I'm a fight fan. I'm a striker, as I've said. And for me, if I'm completely honest, yes, we all love the ticket sales. But I ask you to fight on my show because I love the way you fight. That honestly is the truth. Uh, and, and if you promote someone, if you do your job properly, my job is a promoter, effectively... I might be asking these guys to fight, but I work for them. It's my job to promote you, to, to make you well-known, to put you out there in the right way, in the right outlets, in the right light, that people want to come and see you. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job. So why should I expect you to do yours? So when I put fights on, as I said, it's because I like that person as a fighter, what they bring to the table. If I do my job correctly and I promote them in the right way and they do their job correctly and train, we haven't got to worry about the ticket sales because they will take care of themselves. That's the first thing. The second part of it is that I would quite happily go on record and say that I will never give a bum fight. I will never do that. I will never put a guy on just because he sells tickets and put him in against someone that he's absolutely going to knock over. We have a, a duty of care. We have a responsibility um, for the fighter's safety. Obviously, it's always paramount. As cheesy as it sounds, everyone says the right thing. I don't say the right thing. I do the right thing. 
Um, I have integrity in my brand and, and that's never going to be diminished. That's never going to go away. There's some great stand-up promotions out there. Um, you know, um, that I think the forerunners at the moment are the guys that are running the tie boxing events. Um, no, I'm not giving you any airtime, but you know who you are. Um, no, they're doing good things, but I'm not doing tie boxing. Um, I don't tread on their toes. They don't tread on my toes. We don't date clash. We are in contact. We work together. Um, we do sometimes have a share of fighters. There is a crossover, but I've adapted uh, my my rule set as well, so that I really get the best of both worlds. And I think that is the USP for what for what I'm doing, which um, I've preempting that you're going to ask me that question next. So I hand it back to you. You've done this before. Beautiful, beautiful transition. Let's talk about the USP and the rule set in particular. Kind of tell those who are listening, you know, some of the differences. Okay, with the uh, Ronin rule set, which sets it apart from others, is that I'm now able to get to bridge that gap between the MMA guys, the kickboxing guys, and the tie boxing guys. I've got the best of all three. Ronin rules is a, is a triple threat to all shows, to everybody out there that's putting on events. What I've done with that is that we still wear the 10 ounce gloves because I do not believe in, in calling it a kickboxing fight or under the auspices of K1 rules. And it's K1 kickboxing. K1 is not a style. K1 was a show. It's, uh, that's what it is. And you can, effectively, it was a rule set. People ask, do you do K1 kickboxing? Just like they turn up at my gym, I'm here to do UFC. Well, join the queue. Everyone's here to do UFC, mate. It's, it's not the way it works. However, what, what I do is we have 10-ounce boxing gloves, um, which I believe is the way it should be. All this, uh, doing this in MMA gloves is not good for the fighter. I'm sure it makes great blood sport for, for the viewers. Um, and obviously the fighters choose to be involved in that. No one's forced to do anything. It's of your own volition. But injury-wise, you can't expect someone to stand up for three or five rounds um, that are that skilled, that trained, that, that you know, that accurate with their punching and you know you can damage your hands and, and it's not worth doing that as well as the damage that it does to your opponents in MMA you can tap out you can't tap out in a stand up fight it's not the way it works um, so what we do now as I said with the 10 ounce boxing gloves unless you're obviously of the lighter weight in which you wear the 8 ounce the same as tie boxing and kickboxing uh, we allow the knee uh, as in the one knee as in the K1 rule set so the, the kickboxers are happy to work with that. The tie boxers are happy to work with that because they use knees anyway. And the MMA guys are happy to work with that because they also use knees. But what we've done that is different is we've taken out the clinch, but I'm allowing elbows. MMA guys fight with elbows. Tie boxers fight with elbows. The kickboxers would fight with elbows except for the tie guys just wrap them up and elbow the life out of them. If you don't get caught in a clinch, what a great weapon to utilize. You know, we've got, we've got eight, eight limbs for this, haven't we? You know, so, and I believe, as in, if you are a true combat athlete and you are really about, about the fights, then you should be able to utilize all these weapons that, that you've got. So we allow knees, we allow elbows, the punches and the kicks, okay? Now, by negating the clinch, no disrespect to the tie guys because it's a massive skill level involved in that to be able to do it efficiently, and I really respect that. For the rest of us guys that are more kickboxing based, a la K1 rules, we like and we enjoy a more fast paced action fight. And K1 was obviously designed 
to press the action. Yeah, who, who progresses the fight forward is who wins. Um, so what you've got now with Ronin rules is you've got guys, the bell rings, they come out, they can throw multiple elbows, but there's no clinch, not, not stalemating the fight. Uh, there's no long breaks where we have to appreciate the, the technical aspects of the clinch. There is no clinch. You can throw multiple elbows. You can, uh, obviously, you can throw your one knee as a finishing technique. Yeah. Oh, uh, the clinch in, in, as in like K-Ron rules, is no crossing over of the hands. Yeah, so the hands can come together, but there's no crossing over. Um, that's what we've done. And I think with that, well, I don't think, I know for a fact, as the fight card shows, I'm bringing in some great guys from the tie boxing fraternity. I'm bringing in some great guys from the MMA fraternity and the kickboxers as well. And that is a massive, massive thing for this show. And what, what a place to, to showcase that. You know, I'm at, I'm at the O2 in London, uh, at the Indigo. I, I'm amongst, I'm a finishing show for the Combat and Strength show, uh, as a lot of people knew it as former Senny show. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any bigger than that. This is the start of many great things to come. And once again, beautiful transition. You're doing my job for me. You know, I went to talk about some of the fighters that you've got on, on this card, you know, and I, 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 again, I don't want to skirt over the, the fact that this show is the closing show, which is possibly the biggest martial arts weekend we've ever seen on these shores, you know. So kind of take us through some of the names you've got on this card. Okay, um, uh, before I give you some of the names, I will tell you that uh, the card's not staying like this. I've got some others to add on to. Uh, Joe has given me uh, an excellent idea to um, put some more stuff out there next week, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to take his advice on that. Um, if I'm honest, I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. I'm spoiled for choices to whose name to mention to you and whose name to not mention to you. But I'm telling you now that every single bout on that card is an absolute banger. And I really, really mean that. Um, one fight that I know that a lot of people uh, really want to see and is generating a lot of interest is uh, Ben Vickers, um, currently fighting out of MMA Den. Um, and he's going to be facing off against Lyndon Knowles from the Knowlesy Academy. Now, obviously, those are the no striking. Ben's like the new kid on the block. Um, he's coming out, he's, he's going through people at a fast rate. And, and a lot of people, myself included, really believe he's going places in whatever he chooses to do. Um, alongside him, obviously, with Lyndon Knowles, I don't think anyone can dispute uh, obviously Lyndon's calibre he's, he's, he's been at the top of the tree for a very long time and, and that's for very good reason and he comes from good stock you know anyone knows uh, the Knowles will know and knows the Academy will know who you're referring to and like yeah sorry yeah they're in, the Knowles Academy they're an institution in this country for tie boxing there's no two ways about that uh, you know great guys Christian Knowles over there very good friend of mine but what, what an amazing coach Turns out, champion after champion after champion. Really nice, humble guys. Very hardworking. That's under Ronin rules. You've got the hottest property on the market at the moment in Ben Vickers versus the wily old pro that no one's been able to even come close to dethroning in Lyndon Knowles with elbows. You know, come on. This, this is worth the ticket price alone. Um, is there anyone else you can think of at the top? Yeah. I see a long list. Yeah, there's a long list there. There's a long list there. Um, okay, actually, moving into the heavyweight division, uh, we've got an England versus Poland matchup, which is going to be great because uh, I do a lot, work a lot with the Polish community and they always support the shows 
bring a massive following. Um, real great fight fanatics, not fight fans, they're fight fanatics. Um, really, really add a lot of flavour to our shows uh, and we love them being a part of it as well. I've got uh, David Zoltazek. Um, he's actually facing off against another crowd favourite, massive, massive uh, following in Mike Noon, again under their own rules. Mike the Nightmare Noon, never in a boring fight, never takes a backward step. And, and basically heard I was putting on the show with a new rule set, rang up, didn't care what it took, didn't care who it was against, get me on. That will be an interesting fight because, as you've just mentioned, the Polish community are obsessed with fighting. And we know that uh, Mr. Noons will bring half of South London with him. So it's going to be a very, 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 that'll be a, a cracking fight just based on, you know, the fact that we have a pole and we've got a South London that literally will bring half of South London with him. So I'm sure that's going to be a brilliant fight. I, I, honestly, I could do this all night. Like I said, Joe, I'm like a kid in the sweet shop. I've got uh, Sala Khalifa on. I've got the ISKA world, uh, double world champion, Reese Rao. I mean, what a talented like, young guy he is. You know, he's an absolute banger. Um, you know, he's a double weight champion. Uh, we've got him on. We've got another guy who I... Who I, I'm telling you, whatever show I put on, I'm having this guy on, Alex the, the Body Hammer Buble, again from Nolsey Academy. I, I would say, probably, uh, with the exception of Uncle Jojo, uh, I would say the nicest guy I've met around martial arts. Um, Alex is the consummate professional, very, very humble, always willing to help, goes above and beyond, and, and what a fighter as well, what an athlete. We've got him on, I've got Charlie Peters on, obviously Charlie's ranked as the number one. Uh, in the independent rankings at the moment. Alex is ranked at number four. They've recently fought each other. They're not fighting each other on this one. Uh, I've got a guy from my own gym, Stuart Lumsden. Uh, relatively a dark horse. Uh, not, not, not too many fights, been played with, with, with an injury. I see him in the gym and I'm, and I'm in awe of him. I, I've never seen anyone that's more suited to that style of fight. And he's under the K1 rules. Um, I don't think this guy's got a reverse gear. You know, he's he's all at it, action from from the very first bell to normally when his opponent is stopped. Because I've only ever seen him go the distance once. Um, we should be bringing in a guy from Spain for him who's nine and zero. Um, again, that will be confirmed next week. But the the, the list that I've got, um, you know, Mo Abdurham uh, from from Southampton. I've got him versus Chris Garnett, who's uh, an MMA guy. That's going to be a great fight. They're under Ronin rules of elbows. Uh, again, a very another very popular guy, both very rangy. Uh, very wiry. Um, Mo's on a, a big winning streak at the moment of about 14, 15 bouts. Um, you know, Ryan Edmondson, uh, he's continually up through Europe and across the rest of the globe fighting as well. We, we, we've got some, some real good things going on. Adam Djokovic as well versus Joshua Lappin. Um, again, both guys uh, into MMA. I know that Adam's just got back from stateside training out there. They've got some big plans for him. Josh has just come back from Thailand. Um, you know, one one that I will actually bring up, which I think for you for the tie boxing fraternity, this would be one of the fights that they probably most want to see, which would be Charlie Peters versus Martin Avery. Martin Avery for the past four or five years has been living in Thailand. Um, he's Sumer League champion. Yeah. He's got about two or three titles out there. So I mean, this is a guy that's left uh, his camp in Southampton, which was Lumpini under Sean Toomey. Everybody knows Sean. He's been about since dinosaurs, um, as his hairline will prove. Um, that's right, Sean. Got ya. Um, He's actually going to be fighting uh, Charlie Peters. Now, Martin's been out there. This is a guy that's fighting every Tuesday and every Friday night for the past four to five years at one of the best tie boxing gyms out there. 
You've got Charlie Peters, at, again, arguably one of the best tyre boxing gyms here, uh, alongside Nose Academy, is Kieran Kettle. You know, what these guys don't know about training in their respective sports is not worth knowing. You know, I've got a lot of respect for, for Kieran, and not just for his, his fighting ability, his training, he puts on the shows. You know, again, I work closely with him. Those two guys there, that's got Elbow Fest written all over it. And, and it'll just be interesting to see how they both cope with, with, without the clinch. But they're both very aggressive fighters, both, both like to come forward, both love to throw elbows, both love to knock people out. So let's, let's see what it brings. Brilliant. Okay, and then finally, let's to kind of move on to, you know, without overlooking, which is obviously going to be a cracking show. Any, what are your future plans for the Ronin brand? Is there anything we can look forward to in the future? Um, to, to be fair, anything that's got the Ronin stamp on it, you can look forward to. Uh, I'm, in this, I'm in this to win it. I'm in it 100%. Uh, I, this is what I want to be doing full time. Um, as I said to you before, we started rolling the tape. If I'm, if I'm not doing this, I, I don't know what I want to be doing. I've, I've, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've achieved a lot of things that I've wanted to, to do and, and dreamt about. This is the, the final one for me. This is, if, if I don't feel this buzz, I don't know, I don't know, you know if there's anything else worth doing. This is, this is what I want to be doing full time. We have some bits planned later on in the year. I've got another show in September, again in London. Um, there'll be more details to come. Uh, there's something very, very interesting uh, with a gentleman that's not too far away from my right-hand side now. Um, we're we're going to be looking at doing... Uh, am I allowed to say this? We're going to be doing a, a joint, a co-promotion. Um, so we're going to... Uh, Ronin will be working directly in association with Fighters Inc. And we have a spectacular something to put out. Um, we're looking around November time. Um, we're, we're going to be looking at doing uh, England versus Holland. Um, we've got some great guys coming over. We're going to pack out the venue and uh, you're going to see something spectacular. I mean, look, like I said to you before, and I say this all of the time, whether, whether Joe was here or not, to, to be working with these guys is an honour for me. The, the, the wealth of knowledge they have goes beyond anything that, you, that most people could even quantify. I believe I'm a driven person. I have a, a clear understanding of what I want and what I know I can do. And to, to put those two components together, people, you need to watch out or start remortgaging your houses if you're trying to do a show around our time because we're here to make a statement. So let's just see what, what, what it holds, but expect some big things within, within the next few months. Brilliant. I, I think, you know, for my, me personally, obviously, I, I love stand-up. I train regularly. I think the old England versus Holland concept, just knowing some of the people that Joe know and I'm assuming you know also, I think fans can look forward to a truly spectacular event. And thank you for taking the time. It's a very interesting and I, 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 this one of the most fun interviews I've done in a while, um, considering who I'm actually sitting in front of. So thank you very much, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, just want to say thanks to uh, to yourself for coming down and uh, obviously to Joe for the hookups and the continued support. Brilliant. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Cyclonius, that's what's up, yeah. Chairman Mash, that's what's up, yeah. MMA Plus, that's what's up, yeah. Them other cats ain't catching up, listen. 